Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Natstown. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports Page and FederalBaseball.com for a sleep-deprived and ordinary edition of our show. We've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports Page on the line. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. Nationals win 7-5 to tonight in the nation's capital, snap a three-game losing streak. Dave, we'll start with the man on the mound at the start tonight, Tanner Roark. After two starts this season, 19 and 11, and 38 career starts, 2.69 ERA, 3.51 FIP, 2.30, 2.75, 3.42 line against when he's starting ball games, facing the Cubs for the second time in three starts after giving up one earned run on three hits and five innings pitch last week in Wrigley Field. Anthony Rizzo crushes a fastball on the fourth solo home run off the facade of the second deck in right field, then hits a two-run blast to center in the fifth, 5-3 at that point, 5-4 on a Miguel Montero blast. Nationals have a lead when he leaves there, but Matt Williams might have left him in a little bit too long. Looked like he ran out of gas or fuel or whatever other energy-based metaphor you want to lose, but they didn't have the uh, bullpen up and ready when he did, so it took a little while. He gave up probably two or three more hits than he should have. Yeah, you know, um, Roark was uh, was great up until that uh, until that last inning, and it's kind of surprising because um, it's kind of surprising that the Nats didn't have anybody up there in the sixth. I mean, this is a guy that has been uh, relieving all year long. Um, I don't, I can't imagine he's been up over 85 pitches or 90 pitches so far this season, but uh, just really ran out of gas there in the last. He ended up throwing 97 pitches, 65 for strikes, and. Um, you know, didn't give up a walk. So, um, you know, if he wasn't, if he didn't give up a walk in his 97 pitches, then obviously, um, you know, he was pitching some long innings there. So, kind of surprising they didn't have anybody up in the sixth. But um, the Nats' offense, for once uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, was able to, uh, to to clear all the mistakes anyway, and uh, had enough to get the job done. The Yoshiwada on the mound for the Cubs tonight, second major league season after a nine with the Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks and Nippon Professional Baseball, 2-3-0 ERA, 3-5-0 FIP, 182 batting average against, 235 batting against coming into this game, but down 3 nothing early on a blast by right side Danny Espinosa. Danny Espinosa just keeps surprising people. We got ourselves yelled at at Federal Baseball the other day when uh, Jim Myrick's suggested that maybe Danny Espinosa would be a, a sleeper candidate for an all-star spot if they do the uh, utility guy and take that seriously again, like they did a few years back with Omar Infante making it and angering everyone in baseball. But what, regardless of that argument, he really came through for the Nationals tonight. Three-run blast there, came through with a double later in the game as well, and we're continuing to see the resurgence of Danny Espinosa, which might be a good sign for the Nationals in the future with their shortstop headed for free agency. Um, yeah, you know, Danny Espinosa has had a great night tonight. He had a seventh home run. Um, all that's fantastic. Um, you know, he was responsible for a large chunk of the offense. I mean, let's let's not mince words or pretend anything. Danny Espinosa is not an all-star. I mean, that, that's just a, a preposterous, preposterous uh, suggestion there. But um, but but he has played well for the Nets this year. I'm, I'm not going to. Um, you know, not, not going to say that he hasn't, but uh, um, but to say that the guy that's hitting 253 um, and, and doesn't really have a position on his own team as an all-star is, is fairly preposterous. <laughs> Came through again in the uh, Wada's final inning, single by Desmond, d- double by Espinosa, gets stuck under the wall there in the old Justin Upton thing where 
outfielder rightly, I think, throws up his arms when it gets stuck under there. He can't play it. Might as well stop the play there by throwing up your arms and doing it. But uh, Michael A. Taylor comes through with a sack fly and the next at bat, 4-1 to one at that point, RBI single by Stan, 5-1 to one to knock Wada out of there. Wada put together a nice start last time out, had a good start after that, clean starts against the Nationals too. But up in the zone tonight, Nationals really knocked him around while he was on the mound. Yeah, you know, um, Watt is a guy that, uh, um, you know, the first couple of starts of the season has been pretty sharp. I mean, he was uh, he was injured to start the season, so he didn't get a start till um, till late. But um, he wasn't particularly sharp tonight. I mean, he was leaving things up. Um, obviously, the you know the home run by Espinosa, and um, you know he gave up nine hits in his three and two thirds, and um, just was, was getting pounded around. He's actually lucky that it wasn't worse than it was. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, um, it, it's a good sign to see the Nats uh, taking advantage of um, of a starting pitcher that wasn't uh, being particularly effective and actually score a few runs. I mean, they had five runs by the end of the fourth inning. So, um, a good sign. Hopefully, a good sign of things to come. Um, you know, the, the Nats kind of went with a little bit of an adjusted uh, um, batting order tonight. So, hopefully, good things will continue to happen for them. Not to make this a complete Danny Espinosa show, but I have it in my notes, so I'm going to go to this one, too. After Rizzo hit his home run in the fourth to make it a 3-1 game, Chris Bryant lines a double off the left field wall, just misses the home run there, but Michael Taylor plays it really nicely, gets a strong throw into second base to cut Bryant down, trying to take second. Danny Espinosa looks like he got spiked in the back of the arm or possibly even the head, making the tag there, but really nice play defensively on both ends there. Taylor tracking the ball, Danny Espinosa catching it and making a tough tag there at second base with Bryant coming in hard. Yeah, that was a really nice play. Um, you know, that that's uh, um, you know, Michael Taylor's got a lot of uh talent offensively and defensively. Um, you know, it's kind of surprising that uh um that they would run on him with the with the play in front of him like that, but um, you know, just just a, a really solid defensive play and and a great tag too. So, um a good defensive play all the way around there. Score five four Barrett and Aaron Barrett Casey Jansen hold it five zero four through the seventh. I don't know if you know what these things are. I believe they're called insurance runs, Dave, and they ended up being important tonight. Anthony Rendon singles with two down in the seventh. Scores from first. Uh, I'm sorry, I just lost complete track of my notes there. Opposite field double by Wilson Ramos. That's what brought him around. Nice to have Rendon back there, and really nice uh, show of his speed there too. Worried about the knee possibly coming back. The Nationals have assured us it's 100%, and it looks so when he was running around the bases there. Beats the throw home, slides in head first, no collision or anything, and Wilson Ramos comes through to put the Nats up six to four at that point. Yeah, uh, real encouraging to see um, to see Rendon stretching it there, and, and uh, um, you know there was no uh, reservation to send him there. I mean, that was obviously the right play, the right way to do it. Obviously, um, we didn't see that uh, you know earlier when when Ryan Zimmerman got held up and um, you know ran into an out on the base pass, but. Uh, um, you know, later in the game to see Rendon acting like a baseball player and not having any, um, not having any reservations or restrictions on him. Uh, I think that's good for everybody. Blake Trinan, scoreless ten pitch ace. He gets a little assist though from Bernard's fan. It's, does it so often that it almost seems routine at this point, even though he makes pretty amazing plays on a regular basis. Tracks a, another shot by Anthony Rendo, uh, Rizzo. Looked like it was gonna hit the top of the wall, not go out for a third home run, but an extra base hit at least. But 
fan tracks it all the way to the wall in front of the red porch seats, makes a leap and grab at the top of the wall there. Blake Trinan certainly appreciated it, and um, can't wait to see the stat cast of Span robbing another one. Yeah, that was just a, a tremendous catch, and, and you're right. You know, as Nats fans, we get to see this on a regular basis, and um, you know, could, can become somewhat jaded uh, with our in our appreciation of, of Denard Span, but he's really one of the finest defensive center fielders out there. Um, just he went as as high as he could um, to make that catch out there, and just uh, um, real impressive. And you saw it um, out of the Nats dugout. I mean, to a man, they were all giving him a standing ovation as, as he came back into the dugout after the play. So, um, just a tremendous catch, and um, should only heighten our appreciation of him in, instead of uh, uh, being jaded to the excellent defense that he provides on a nightly basis for them. Yeah, and the fans in Nats Park appreciated that, too. He got a nice ovation as he was coming off the field there, and as you mentioned, his teammates definitely appreciate it, too. Keeps it 6-4 to four at that point. Trying in with a scoreless inning, as I mentioned. Nationals add a run in the eighth. Michael Taylor with a nice at bat, walks with one down. Dan Ugla comes up, and everyone's getting in on the action today. 7-4 at that point after he drives in Taylor, a uh, grounder to the left field. Taylor scores all the way from first, really shows off the speed there, and when Dan Ugla's getting in on the action, too, you got a feeling it's going to be a good night for the National. Is Dan Ugla still on this team? <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I it's saw easy enough to, to for, yeah, it's easy enough to forget him. I mean, he hasn't had a whole lot of at-bats lately. But um, but like you said, he came through um, with an insurance run there when they needed it. And um, just, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it seems like, you know, we, we've been seeing here lately that, that – um, the Nets have had trouble scoring runs, and, and that's contagious. But it's the same the same way the other way. When you are scoring runs, it seems like that's contagious as well. And um, nice to see Ugla come through with a, a pinch hit and, a, and an RBI for them late. Hugs all around for Ugla after that. Nationals take a 7-4 lead into the ninth inning. Drew Storing comes out looking for a save number 18 of the season. Gives up a run, shockingly. Two out double by Starlin Castro. Chris Coglin line drive to left field to bring Castro around seven to five at that point. I had to check my numbers here, but it's the first time in 17 appearances that Drew Storen's given up a run going back to April 21st. That's not bad for Drew Storen. His ERA goes up a little. We talked the other night about how it wasn't going to stay below one. The whole season, unfortunately for him, it jumps up to 116 now. 18th save of the year, though. He locks down the win. Nationals break a three-game losing streak there. I think it's perfectly acceptable that Storen gives up one earned run a month. I mean, I think that's fair. (laughs) I don't. I don't know that, that Natstown would permit him to give up any more than that, especially if uh, um, you know if he manages to give up that one earned run in a three, you know, a three-run save situation. I don't think anybody will have a problem with that. Um, it, it seems like Drew Storen is the most maligned best player the Nats have. I mean, he's he has received uh, more than his share of grief ever since um, ever since his, his playoff problems a couple of years ago, and um, and it's really a shame. I think a lot of people. Uh, take Storm and his excellence for granted because he's been absolutely fantastic this year. Um, you know, a, a double and a line drive to bring the run in. Um, you know, hey, it happens. But uh, um, Storm has been, if you can be quietly excellent leading the league in saves, then he's been quietly excellent while leading the league in saves this year. I don't know if uh, three for tw- uh, five for 29 with runners in scoring position is that great, but the Nationals were two for 19 with running, runners in scoring position in that three-game losing streak, three for 10 tonight. They get seven runs total on the night with Danny Espinosa blast. 
What do you think about Matt Williams switching up that lineup? Ryan Zimmerman in the two spots tonight. Harper third, Rendon fourth, Wilson Ramos fifth, uh, Ian Desmond down to the sixth spot. A little shake up at the top of the order there with UNL Escobar unavailable. So your thoughts on switching up the lineup and what do you, uh, are we still worried about UNL Escobar? I'm hoping there's not much more than just our injured wrist there. But when you see him pull back on that swing the other night and not in the lineup today, you have to start worrying a little bit. Productive as he's been so far this season. Well, you know, I, I listened to Matt Williams' pregame comments tonight, which I don't every night, but I actually sat and listened to them tonight on my way into work here. Um, he seemed genuinely concerned about the status of, you know, Escobar's wrist. So um, mm-hmm. he, he was interviewed by Dave Jagler and gave kind of a um, waffling answer as to, um, you know, he wasn't sure how bad it was hurt and, you know, they have to take more tests, et cetera, et cetera. So it doesn't sound like the skipper's very uh, – um, very resolved that he's going to get his normal third baseman back anytime soon, which uh, really would be a shame because Escobar's played um, played well offensively and defensively for the Nets. He's had his gas on the base pass, but it seems like anybody that pulls on a Washington uniform does that. Um, the lineup tonight, I thought it was akin to a, a hockey coach um, shuffling his lines up a little bit. I mean, uh, the Nets have been stagnant offensively. Zimmerman has struggled in particular and he's only hitting 217 this season so um I, I thought it was interesting that uh um you know interesting that he moved Zimmerman up to the two hole Zimmerman had 40 some games uh, hitting out of the two hole last year so um interesting to see him juggle him um he won with it so maybe he'll come back with it again but um anything that that'll that'll shake the offense up a little bit and get Ryan Zimmerman going I think is important the Nationals win 7-5 to tonight, 30-25 and on the year after the win. We're going to wrap up tonight's game really quickly here so we can talk about what's happening tomorrow because the shocker of the day in Town. Some reports out of Northern California this morning, tweets that I didn't quite believe, but checked with everyone I knew, and about an hour after they came out, it was officially confirmed. The Nationals called Joe Ross up from AA, uh, acquired from the Padres, along with player to be named later, Trey, Trey Turner. Uh, 281 ERA, 283 FIP, 9.57 K per nine so far in Double A Harrisburg. Rizzo says he's a stuffed guy who throws strikes with multiple pitches. He thinks he's ready for this challenge. They had AJ Cole up already. They're apparently going to use him uh, as a long man out of the bullpen for now. They still think of him as a starter, according to what Rizzo told reporters today. But they make the decision to bring Joe Ross up here, 22-year-old right-hander, going to make his MLB debut against the Cubs tomorrow at noon in Nationals Park. Is this a, as shocking to you as it is to me? Kind of out of nowhere, I thought. Yeah, I think it's really surprising, especially since Cole is already on the roster. I mean, not to take anything away from Joe Ross, he's having a fine year in Double A, but um, but he has never pitched above Double A. I mean, he's um, he's got a 281 ERA, a 1.130 WHIP, um, you know, 9.5 K. Um, so he's really succeeding for Harrisburg, but, um, but here's a 22-year-old kid that has never pitched above Double A, and they're uh, throwing him right in there um, in, in a big game against the Cubs. So, um, yes, I find it uh, really surprising. Um, nice for the kid to, to come up and get a start. I don't think that he's going to be around for um, for more than a start, but um, nice nice for him to, to, to get a chance here. Uh, you know, it's kind of like when they brought up uh, Wilmer Defoe um, two weeks ago and then just sent him right back down. Um, kind of using it as, as a carrot to these guys to say, this is the major league experience. You guys are a couple of our best prospects. Um, we plan on moving everybody as quickly as they can handle it. So come up, give a good showing, 
if we send you back, keep working hard to get back up there because this is what you've got waiting for you. One more thing before we get out of here. FoxSports.com's Ken Rosenthal reports that the Nationals, his sources tell him at least that the Nationals contacted Oakland A's about the possibility of acquiring Ben Zobrist. Also happens to be the team Tyler Clifford's on. There's a lot of chatter. Washington Post Barry's for Luga wrote the other night about how Clifford would make a good fit for this bullpen and bringing him back might be a good idea for the Nationals. But any uh, lend any credence to what we're hearing about there, about them going out and getting Zobris and maybe play left since Jason Worth's going to be out two months. Doghouse and I talked the other night about whether they needed to make a move or could go with Michael Taylor out there. Any thoughts on the possibility? Well, I think it's interesting. Um, obviously, the Nets have been tied to Zobrist before, so it's not surprising that, that they would come up again. Look, Oakland's not doing very well. They plan on selling off most of their uh, most of their veterans as the season goes along. It wouldn't be shocking to see them trade Clippard, um, who was a free agent at the end of the season. So, um, you know, it's not shocking to see them t- tied to Zobrist once again, or Clippard for that matter. I mean, this could be the case where Sir Lugas hearing things within the organization and Wants to look wants to look smart if and when it happens, but um, I think that a package for Zobrist and Clippard would probably cost the Nationals more than they'd be willing to give up at this point. But one or the other of them, I think, could had could be had rather reasonably. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, um, I wouldn't bet the farm on Zobrist becoming a, a National, but um, but his name has been linked to a couple of different teams, and it's not surprising that the Nats would get in on it again. I certainly think that the Nats could use another bat in their lineup. Um, not to take anything away from Michael Taylor, but, um, you know, this is a young guy that's got a lot of talent offensively and defensively, but still learning how to put it together um, at the major league level. I mean, the guys only had a handful of their bats in AAA, so um, it wouldn't kill the Nets to, to send Taylor back down and play center field every day uh, for Syracuse if they were to trade for a legitimate uh, bat to put on left field. Yeah. Michael Taylor starting now by necessity. I should note he wasn't expected to be starting and playing as much as he was. They expected to have Jason Worth and Denard Span out there, so I agree it wouldn't be too shocking if they went and got a veteran out there. But Michael Taylor is getting it done in the meantime, doing what he can for the Nationals. 7-5 tonight. Nat tonight will be sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. we got a noon game tomorrow. I want to remind you, Dave. <laughs> Remind everyone out there who is used to a late afternoon or at least night game on Saturday, 12 o'clock tomorrow, Joe Ross against Jason Hamill in the third game of four with the Cubs. Max Knightley, sponsored by the District Sports page and federalbaseball.com. Talk to you tomorrow, sir. Sounds good. So I guess it's going to happen.